I'm Nicole Stevens. Come join me and let's walk with Jesus. Hello, everybody. How are y'all doing? How's October going? It's almost over. I can't believe it's almost over. It's so crazy. This year has seemed to have flown by. I already miss summer. I can't wait for summer again. <laughs> Did I say this last time? Um, we have not really been carving pumpkins lately. Um, and it's not because of conviction, honestly. It's because I'm lazy. And I find that my kids don't really care. Uh, about pumpkins and I'm like you know but we'll paint some pumpkins that takes a lot less effort in my mind but we paint them outside because that's easier and uh, I think the most fun that they have uh, with pumpkins any anything to do with pumpkins is at the end when they start rotting is smashing them with baseball bats so you know that's a good time I just you know I think that it takes a lot more effort to smash a pumpkin with a baseball bat if it's not carved. <laughs> so I'll keep y'all updated on that. Um, but today I wanted to talk about just um, having a soft heart, having a hard heart. Um, you know, I think that we can all give a Sunday school answer, like having a hard heart is not a good thing. Um, but why? You know, why is that? And, you know, what does the Bible specifically have to say about it? Um, me and my 12-year-old got in this conversation. He was... I'm trying to think. I think I had asked him to do something and then he said he did it, and but he didn't really do it. And then he lied to me and then we had a conversation because he was also kind of making some not great choices earlier that day as well uh, with honesty. And um, we were talking about trustworthiness and, um, you know, when you're saved and um, the spirit is inside of you and when you're about to make a decision the spirit saying, Hey, you know, I don't think that's a good idea. <laughs> like, you know, the Lord wants you to do this. And so, you know, your conscience, if you, um, you know, understand that that's the Holy Spirit talking to you is going to help persuade you or try to, uh, into doing the way that the Lord wants you, uh, to do what, what's best for you. And, you know, I was talking to him about all that and how if he hardens his heart, um, he's not going to really hear from the Holy Spirit as much because he's going to ignore it so much. And he was like, harden your heart. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> and so we had a little bit of a conversation about that and just about how he needs to have a soft heart. And he's like, well, I can't help but have this voice inside of me right now <laughs> saying, and I, one, I appreciate his honesty. I appreciate that he feels like he can have open communication with me. Look, I just said I appreciate his honesty, but he was in trouble for lying. So I'm just saying, you know, sometimes he's honest and I appreciate those moments when he is. And, uh, and he just said, you know, there's this voice going on inside of me right now as you're saying this, that, you know, having a soft heart is like makes you a sissy. And having a hard heart that's more manly. And I'm like, I hear what you're saying, you know. Because before our culture got super confused, <laughs> um, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're tough, you're a man, you're a macho. Um, you don't have like a soft nothing. You know, that's that's for whiny babies. That's for sissies. And, uh, and I think even um, aside from the macho manliness to be hard and tough, and not soft is uh, just human nature to want to be in control and not to be um, submissive or soft to anything, 
to anybody. And so we just, you know, we talked about that. And um, I talked to him too about just more of a recent time that, you know, I've had episodes uh, where I talked about this before about, you know, me and my bitterness and my hardness of heart, you know, where I was wronged and went through some situations that I felt like were more out of my control that I didn't really have a whole lot to do with in my mind and became bitter and hard hearted towards the person and, um, you know, I'm still going to do what's right, but, you know, I don't trust this person and this person and always giving the side eye and all this. And so even though I was doing right, I still wasn't doing right. You know, I still had a hard heart, um, which is, you know, an unteachable heart. It's very self-righteous. And so I think in our humanness, you know, it's all about our will, our rights, um, you know, and, and if somebody hurts us, we're building a wall. Um, and even if it's got nothing to do with somebody else, if it's something we want to do, that's what we're doing. And to submit to God and give up our will, um, is really hard. And, and then we remain stiff necked and hard hearted. And so I was just talking to Jedi about, you know, the old Testament a lot talks about these things and oh my goodness, I, um, sometimes feel like the old Testament's a little dry to read through, you know, uh, like you're reading through just a lot of genealogies and you're like, okay, or how they built, you know, the temple and the ark and these measurements. And I don't know what they mean. And so, uh, but it's very just neat how God still speaks to us, um, because it is his word and it still applies today. So I want to read a couple of the verses where it's talking about being hard hearted and stiff necked and things like that. Um, and then we'll get down to the other things. But Ezekiel 2.4, it says, For they are impudent children and stiff-hearted. And Ezekiel 3.7, But the house of Israel will not hearken unto thee, for they will not hearken unto me. For all the house of Israel are impudent and hard-hearted. And obviously that is not a positive thing. It's not an obedient thing. Um, and when you look up the word impudent, the definition is marked by contemptuous or cocky boldness or disregard of others, insolent. So obviously it's very rebellious, uh, disobedient, hard-hearted attitude. Um, and Deuteronomy 31:27 is says, For I know thy rebellion and thy stiff neck. Behold, while I am yet alive with you this day, we have been... Ye have been rebellious against the Lord, and how much more after my death? Um, and, you know, as much as we read so much in the Old Testament about Israel being stiff-necked and hard-hearted and uh, rebellious and impudent, um, we can relate ourselves, right? Uh, Jeremiah seventeen twenty-three. But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff, that they might not hear nor receive instruction. So as I'm talking to my son, you know, I'm like, when your heart is hard, it's not like, oh, you're so tough and so cool and all this kind of stuff, but your heart is not teachable and you're prideful and you're not wanting to hear the instruction because you want to do what you want to do. And so you harden your heart. Um, and Hebrews 3.13, it says, but exhort one another daily while it is called today, lest any of you be hardened through the deceitfulness of sin. And so we know that the heart is deceitful and wicked above all things, right? And we see the deceitfulness of sin, obviously. You know, Satan's a liar. He's constantly lurking around, right? Seeing who he can devour. He's constantly trying to trip us up from 
uh, keep them, keeping us from growing uh, in the Lord. And uh, there's this commentary by David Gizik. Uh He says, Christians must be vigilant against hardness of heart. That hidden sin you indulge in, none suspect you of it because you hide it well. You deceive yourself, believing that it really does little harm. You can always ask forgiveness later. You can always die to self and surrender to Jesus in coming months or years. What you cannot see or sense is that your hidden sin hardens your heart. As your heart becomes harder, you become less and less sensitive to your sin. You become more and more distant from Jesus, and your spiritual danger grows every day. Uh, end quote. And then further down, he again talks about it. He says, uh, do not harden your hearts. We often say our hearts become hard because of what others or circumstances do to us. But the fact is that we harden our own hearts in response to what happens to us, end quote. So we're responsible for uh, whatever we're doing. We can't say, well, I'm this way because of this person or because of this situation. It's still something that we're completely in control of. Um, and, you know, it's by God's strength and power and grace and mercy that, you know, we're able to rise above some hard circumstances. He's the one that lifts us up out of that. Um, but we choose which direction we go. You know, are we going to rely on the Lord to help us not harden our hearts? Or are we going to decide to act fleshly in that situation? And, you know, earlier when that commentary was talking about, you know, the secret sin, um, we might be like, you know, I know it's wrong, but I'm going to do it anyway because I want to do it. And, you know, I used to be that way for a while in my 20s, uh, especially, you know, it's just I would do something. It was wrong. I'd go repent and then I'd go do it back again. And then I'd repent and then I'd feel so bad. And then I'd go do it again. And then I was like, I'm so sick of going back and forth. I'm so sick of myself and my unfaithfulness. I'm just going to go ahead and avoid the Lord. What does that make any sense? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense at all. You know, what I should have done is like surrender to the Lord. Um, but in my heart and heart, I could not even see um, because I had desensitized myself from the Lord so much that I don't even know that I, um, especially because I wasn't seeking his face or reading the word that I even understood what to surrender looked like. Um, so I kept trying to do things in my flesh and, um, instead of just deciding to surrender and give it all to the Lord, I just decided to avoid him instead. And so it was a lot longer of a road and a way, way more difficult journey, um, because I decided to learn, the hard way, um, like the prodigal son. Uh, and I'm so thankful that he's long suffering and he's a God of second chances and he took me back and he forgives me and he loves me and, um, he's kind to me and I'm thankful for that. But do not, um, miss that when you're living in sin and you're choosing to sin, um, it's, it still does damage to your relationship with the Lord and your heart becomes hardened and it's hard for you to hear the Spirit. Um, and so that's kind of what First Timothy 4, 1 through 2 says. It says, Now the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter time some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron. So when you just ignore somebody for so long, um, just, I mean, any parents out there you've ever had kids mom hey mom 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 and after a while you just kind of like it's just another noise <laughs> you know you love your kids but like you just ain't even really hearing it anymore um and 
in a similar way, not the best example, but when you ignore the spirit and just decide to focus on not the Lord, um, you're going to have a hard time hearing him. And that's really dangerous. Um, in Romans 1, 21 verses thir- uh, 25, it says, because that when they knew God, they glorified him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. Professing themselves to be wise, they became fools and changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like to corruptible man and to birds and four-footed beasts and creeping things. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts to dishonor their own bodies between themselves, who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator who is blessed forever. Amen. And quote, I guess I didn't have to say end quote. <laughs> um, obviously, right there is also talking about idolatry. Um, with the images that they used to set up and not to say it, obviously that still happens today. Um, but as far as, you know, in our own culture, um, you know, how many, how many professes themselves to be wise, but it's not wisdom from the Bible. It's from their own imaginations. And we know the imagination of man is wicked. And so it's not true wisdom. It's foolishness. And where it, it talks about, um, in that first 21st verse, it says, but became vain in their imaginations and their foolish heart was darkened. So we have to be careful that we're taking everything back to the Bible, that we are humble before the Lord and, you know, getting to the soft hearted part. I promise when I had this conversation with my son, it was not in the long, like we talked about some scripture. Um, and he's so funny because he'll ask questions and, you know, he was like, well, how do I start doing good? If I've ignored the Holy Spirit for so long that I can't hear him anymore and my heart's hardened, how do I start doing good again? And so we start talking about a soft heart and what repentance really means. And, you know, when you say, when you do something wrong and you confess what you've done and you apologize to the Lord, I'm sorry. You know, I messed up. I've been lying and um, I've been making bad choices, Um, choices that displease you. Please forgive me and please help me. Um, to be right with you and to really get into God's word so that you may renew your mind and replace your foolish thoughts with the with the mind of Christ. Um, and so when we look up soft hearted, it means having tenderness of heart, susceptible of pity or other kindly affection, gentle and meek. Um, what was neat is in my own time with the Lord, you know, after I had this conversation with Jedi, I read this in my um, chronological reading, which is Second Kings chapter 22, verses 19. It says, because thine heart was tender. It's talking about uh, Josiah, a king who became king when he was eight. And he ended up finding the law of the Lord and got the priest out and was like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And they explained it to him and his heart was broken before the Lord. And he's like, we've offended you. We've sinned against you. And, you know, that breaks my heart that we're not following you. And then also your wrath is going to come to us because we've also been breaking your law. And, you know, he grieved and mourned and sorry, just to catch you up with the backstory. Okay. So continue because thine heart was tender and thou hast humbled thyself before the Lord. When thou heardest what I spoke, spake against this place and against the inhabitants thereof, that they should become a desolation and a curse and has rent thy clothes and what before me, I also have heard thee, saith the Lord. And so then the Lord gave him a promise um, because he was tender. He humbled himself, right? You can't have a hard heart and be humble. You can't have a hard heart and hear. 
when you have a hard heart, it's about you. You put yourself on the throne of God. And so those things you have to realize a hard heart is exactly what pride is. And it's all about your will and what you want. And you cannot be in a right relationship with the Lord if your heart is hard. Um, so Ezekiel eleven nineteen it says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. And I think it's really beautiful that God constantly redeems us. You know, when, you know, and I, I believe you cannot lose your salvation. Um, and I believe everybody has free will. And so I believe that, you know, when you acknowledge that you're a sinner, that you have done wrong things, you have broken God's laws, um, you are not a good person um, according to his holy standards, and you acknowledge that Jesus Christ died in your place and accepted God's wrath for your sin um, and saved you from it and that you could be in heaven with him. You know, he rose from the dead and um, if you acknowledge all that and believe and confess with your mouth that you're saved. And so God will remove that hard heart from you and, um, and make alive your spirit and make you right with him. But even as Christians, as we're walking with him, there's so many times because we still have our flesh on us where we start developing another hard heart. And that doesn't mean we lose our salvation. I don't believe you do, but I do believe you harden your heart and you start not hearing from the Holy Spirit because you're not in a right relationship with the Lord. Okay, so um, it's just important that you submit your heart to God. You make it soft and you make it pliable, right? So I have two things from Spurgeon I wanted to read because I think they're neat. Um, it says, I desire to whisper one little truth in your ear and I pray that it may startle you. You are submitting even now. You say, not I. I am Lord of myself. I know you think so, but all the while you're submitting to the devil. The verse before us hints at this. Submit yourselves unto God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If you do not submit to God, you never will resist the devil and you will remain constantly under his tyrannical power. Which shall be your master, God or devil? For one of these must. No man is without a master, end quote. So I thought it was just really good to realize there's spiritual warfare. You are on one side or the other. Everybody wants to be like, I'm neutral. I don't really pick a side. I'm just living my life. Well, that's not how that goes. Um, there's a God and there's Satan and you're on one side or the other. And then the other quote he says is, a text of scripture, a threatening, a touch of the rod of affliction, and you went to your father's feet crying, show me wherefore thou contendest with me. Is it so now? Are you content to follow Jesus afar off? Content to be a wanderer from your father's house? Can you contemplate suspended communion with Christ without alarm? Can you bear to have your beloved walking contrary to you because you walk contrary to him? Have your sins separated between you and your God, and is your heart at rest? O oh, my beloved brother, let me affectionately and even tearfully warn you, for it is a grievous token of hardness of heart when we can live contentedly without the present enjoyment of the Savior's face, end quote. So how many of you right now proclaim to be a Christian but are not right with the Lord, and you're not walking in the present enjoyment with your savior why is it worth it i would say no um and if you don't have a relationship with the lord you've never accepted him as your savior 
you know, I invite you to do so um, is the most beautiful thing uh, to be reconciled with your father. Um, and, you know, like I've always said, if you ever have any questions or disagreements or just like things you want to discuss or maybe you're not sure about or whatever, you know, I'd love to talk with you. And if you live close to me, I'd love to meet up with you and open the Bible and, you know, and talk about it. It's that important. All right, so let's talk about the podcast Spotify playlist this week. There was like a ton of songs I wanted to add here, mainly because um, I had a friend that shared an artist on her Instagram. Her name is Elizabeth. And um, and then I checked out this lady that she shared, and I was like, man, I like all her songs. I like all her songs. Anyways, her name is Liz Vice, uh, and the song is Empty Me Out. And some of the lyrics are, Empty Me Out, Fill Me With You. Lord, there is nothing I can give to you. I lay down my life here at your feet. You give me life so completely. Now I, I died with you, was buried with you. The moment I believed and I, I rose with you, ascended with you into the heavenlies. Lord, it's not me. It's you inside of me. And Jesus, you're all these eyes can see. Um, But it's like really good music. So thank you, Elizabeth. Um, And then there's this other song that's been in my head or in my heart. You know, I guess the Lord put it there. Um... You might know it. It goes, um, all hail King Jesus, all hail Emmanuel, King of Kings, Lord of Lords, bright morning star. And throughout eternity, I'll sing your praises and I'll reign with you throughout eternity. So that's the old hymn. I can't really find a version that sounded great, but I did stumble, um, on this song by Upper Room called All Hail King Jesus, but it's just a different song. It's All Hail King Jesus, All Hail the Lord of Heaven and Earth, All Hail King Jesus, All Hail the Savior of the World. Let every knee come, bow before the King of Kings. Let every tongue confess that He is Lord. Lift up your shout, let us join with all of heaven singing holy. So I'll link those songs to the podcast Spotify playlist. And if you have any questions, prayer requests, or need a physical Bible, feel free to DM me on Instagram at walkwithjesuspodcast or email me at walkwithjesuspodcast at gmail.com. And I'll talk to y'all next Monday. Mm-hmm.